welcome to HNS episode 18. And we're starting to show off today with a very special song that I just discovered called Solstice by Brian Bennett off of Voyage, his 1978 record. I have a special guest with me today. It's none other than my cuz. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the podcast, my brother. Hello there. <laughs> hey, yo. My name is Daniel Aguilar. Woo! Bro, thank you for showing me this damn song, man. So you were telling me, you just discovered this a couple years ago during the pandemic? Like during the pandemic, yeah. Oh my God, how'd that happen, bro? This song is a bop. This shit is vibey. So, me and my friend, huh. his name is Ivan Ruiz, um... We, we were in this dance group, uh-huh. like, when we were, like, young. And me and him, we developed, like, a really good friendship. Uh-huh. And to a point where we started discovering new music other than, like, bachata and cumbias uh-huh. and, you know, and pop. And I was over one day at his house, you know, we were just, you know, just being little young yeah, people. people young music and shit. Yeah, around. Yeah. And I don't know if we were listening to, like, some... Daft Punk or yeah. some, something electronic, and on the on the side, where you know your your usual YouTube suggestions uh-huh. are, you know, because you listen to this type of music. Oh yeah, once you start listening to some different stuff, the cookies change up. They'll start throwing yeah. different uh, different recommendations at you. Yeah, and at the time, I was listening to a lot of hip hop and, uh-huh. and pop, you know, like mainstream stuff, and we clicked on this. And we were, we were we were alone at his house. No homo, nothing, uh, anything. Yeah. But like, because me and him were bros. Uh, and we clicked on it. And it changed It changed how we are as, as people to this, to this day. So this this record. Dude, because this is the second song. The song yeah. that we started off the, the podcast was Solstice. It's track number two. From the minute we put this on right now, we're listening to it. I love the soundscape it built up. Now, if I'm not mistaken... I so far we're two songs in. Is the whole thing instrumental? Yeah. Oh my goodness. No vocals. No vocals just, or nothing. Just, just nothing but in, funk. Just, you said it's called in, it's called Discoid Funk. Discoid Funk, yeah. Wow. And it's all instrumental, no vocals. That's dope, brother. That's dope. See, this is something uh, I've never heard before. So and this is right up my alley. So I know this is gonna be some music that I'm gonna love listening to myself. Um I, I must ask, so you were telling me as well before we, we kicked off on the pod that you actually have this record on vinyl? Yeah. Dude. How does that sound? Does it sound like? Is your vinyl old? Is it is it is it used? So so like is it still like the discoid funk vibe that we just heard coming in crispy as fuck except with that little needle on it? You don't really hear the needle more. No, this, no. So it's a clean ass record pretty, then. It's, it's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not overused or nothing. Yeah. Fuck, dude, that's that's nice. That's I, I want to thank this person. I got it from in uh-huh. Spain because. Uh-huh. He took care of the fuck out of uh, this record, bro. Man, you said you, you got this through... uh Through Discogs. Through Discogs? Yeah. Okay. Discogs, man. See, I've been collecting records for a while, and I've never actually gone through Discogs. All my records, you know, usually buy, you know, uh, thrift stores, vinyl shop, mm-hmm. uh, antique shopping, and stuff like that. Yeah. But everybody always tells me, those rare records that you want to get, you got to get them through Discogs. So, you know, shout out shout out Discogs. They, uh, I heard that they got a lot of cool shit on there. How long have you been collecting records, bro? Because... Cause you're fairly young, so for you to, um, mm-hmm. you're not too too young, you know, but you're young, you're way younger than I am. Yeah. For you to be into records as well is something dope. Cause I've yeah. only been into it for 
probably about seven years or so, I can yeah. say. Maybe a little less than that. I know it's definitely not 10 years in, mm-hmm. but I've not been collecting records that much. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? Um. So, it, I think it started probably like around early 2021. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's when I started one of my jobs, uh-huh. in and out of jobs or whatever, but it's it's fine. Uh-huh. Um, and I met I met this guy, uh-huh. and he he was my manager, uh-huh. literally my manager, and at first I was like you know just uh-huh. a regular you know Mexican kid uh-huh. working with a white man you know, uh-huh. and at first like with me and him it was like kind of not uncomfortable but uh-huh. it was like it, it was like hey, you yeah because you meet a new person uh-huh. and. And then throughout time, I would have my headphones in, you know, because I would be working. Yeah. And he would see that I have headphones on. And he's like, hey. You know, he was curious. Mm. Like, what are you listening to? And I'm like, um, right now I'm listening to Rush. Yeah. He's like, say that again? So I he... said, Rush. Uh-huh. And he's like, you listen to Rush? Uh-huh. And I'm like, how is that surprising? Uh-huh. He's like. I don't want to come off uh-huh. as rude or anything. Uh-huh. You're Mexican. Uh-huh. So I got I got to ask real quick. Yeah. Uh, back in those days, you know, 2001, you said early 2001, so about a, about a year ago, maybe a year and some change. Did you have your long hair and the full beard back then too? I had a full like, beard. Like I, I had a was, full beard. It was beginning to grow out. But I, it, was, it was at the time when my hair was like long uh-huh. in a way. I was like starting to like uh-huh. get that idea to like, you know, I'm, I want to see how I look yeah. with long hair. Oh yeah, it probably, it probably blew his mind because it was like, he looks, he's probably like, yo, this kid looks like an alternative kid, but I didn't know he was alternative, you know, American, like classic rock kid. Like, mm-hmm. I thought he was listening to, like, you know, Mexican bands and shit like that. Yeah. Okay. So he, so he was surprised you were listening to Rush. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, why is it surprising? Uh-huh. And he said, I want to come off as rude, but Mexican. Uh-huh. And he's like, let me ask you a question. What, what else do you listen to? Uh-huh. Like, what's your discography? Oh, like, what do you, like, the, your music? Like, you what's your playlist consists? Yeah. yeah. And, at the time, I was kind of getting back to, like, some stuff that I listened to in middle school, which uh-huh. was um, EDM music. Okay. Yeah. But um, I was like, um, well, right now, it says I've listened to um, Led Zeppelin, um, The Beatles, Queen, uh-huh. Pink Floyd. He's like, did you just say Pink Floyd? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'm literally uh-huh. wearing a Pink Floyd shirt on right now. He's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even see your shirt. What? Oh and, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like I listen to uh-huh. know, I listen to progressive rock and rock, uh-huh. and well, classic rock. He's like, I want you to come to my office during lunch, mm. and I'm like, for what? Am I in trouble? Like, is it like inappropriate or mm. something? He's like, oh no no, you're fine. Yeah, come here, and then we, we go to lunch, uh-huh. and he started to asking me like, what else to listen to? Like, what do you think of this music? He, show, he started showing me some of his music. And, like, he, he was really into, like, metal. Uh-huh. Really, like, dark metal. But he, he was also, like, oh yeah classic rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, that little roots in classic rock. Yeah. I think everybody loves those, the grandfathers of, like, badass music because it's the yeah. classic rock. But anyway, so he, so he started showing you. Or mm-hmm. he, he brought you back, he started talking to you. Mm-hmm. And then, me and him, we just kept talking uh-huh. about music. And he's like, you're one of the first people I've worked with that I kind of like. Damn. And I'm like, I was still kind of learning uh-huh. myself too at the time. Excuse me. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, all right, this is this is uh-huh. weird. But at the same time, like I'm getting I'm getting a good vibe from uh-huh. it. 
and then um, we, we started we just kept talking and talking and for some reason like we developed a fucking bond like uh-huh. that like the next day he was just like hey hey what's up man yeah and from there he just kept showing me music and like his his opinions on like all these other albums like he started asking me like what's my favorite album like what do you think of like this album mm-hmm. and during that time I was working with him my favorite all time Pink Floyd album was obviously Dark Side of the Moon because mm-hmm. it's like the most common one like working with him for like like I think almost five or six months it he he really made me change my perspective in listening to music mm-hmm. not not just listening to it because it's the like the popular ones uh-huh. and shit he, he showed me like different way of listening to music mm, more like, like ex- exploring yeah exploring yeah. and like understanding them mm. and my perspective on my my favorite pink floyd album it changed like it, it, it didn't it didn't mean like i didn't like dark side of the moon uh-huh. anymore but i started liking more and more um pink floyd's animals uh-huh. mm. animals is a good ass right yeah. i see you actually rocking the animals yeah right <laughs> literally right Dude, now yeah hey pink floyd animals the some beast of a record, mm-hmm. and a lot not not a lot of people fuck with it. Yeah, like the imagery on the cover is very iconic. Everybody think everybody you know knows pigs flying over the factories, mm-hmm. but not a lot of people talk about the music in the record. Mm-hmm. And that dude, for being just what five songs, right? Yeah, there's five like, songs. There's like the beginning and end, which are kind of like the wrap up, almost like on a "Wish You Were Here" type vibe. Mm-hmm. But then the three songs in the middle, insane, <sighs> insane. One super robotic, one super psychedelic. The other one was just dude. Animals is a good ass record. Fuck yeah. Animals is a good ass record. I actually, um, if I'm not mistaken, I have a record. I have a. You have any I, animals? I don't know if it's an original print, mm-hmm. but I have one of the early animal records. And uh, dude, I have I have two versions of um, animals. Yeah, that's because one one is like the regular one, uh-huh. and the other one is like the cover is like like more like darker, like mm-hmm. like it's more like like orangeish or something. Mm. So okay, you can definitely tell there were there were two different prints. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, one was definitely like a reissue or something. Yeah, that is wild, so, dude. You know what I love about music, man? That the fact that that your older boss and, and yourself, you guys were able to connect over music, and you guys are two completely. I imagine maybe not completely, right? Because at the end of the day, you guys still kind of crossed over, and you guys life eventually crossed you guys over at that workplace. Yeah, but you guys are like two different walks of life. But music was like the language that was able to kind of build, you know, that little bond or whatever, mm-hmm. like help make people just feel a little bit more comfortable with one another and stuff, like. If if I could say one of the main reasons that I was able to advance in my other career besides like podcasting and media and all mm-hmm. that stuff is because the day of my interview I walked in there and there was a poster on the wall of a, a band that you know I imagine the guy hiring me liked mm-hmm. and I made a comment about it how I had recently discovered them and I liked two songs mm-hmm. about them and he said the same thing he said oh, I like you man yeah. just off the music and I imagine there was other reasons he hired me you know the resume was probably speaking for itself yeah but that definitely helped you know mm-hmm. being able to you know use that 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 music as a language because then from there on out every time you'd see me on the work floor every time we talk you know we talk about that band or talk about other bands mm-hmm. and it was always like the language that you you know it helps bro like I, I dude i love that like music music is such such a a beautiful tool and an addition to the world like can you imagine a life without music no like like if, if if people could sing, people could whistle, but if we never discovered recording it, you know, mm-hmm. if we never, nobody ever went to the studio and made songs. Like, you know. Or even like made a guitar. Yeah. Like yeah. Like if, if, well, world without music would be lame. Yeah. Lame as fuck, dude. I mean, cause dude, how do you, 
how do you fucking have a world of music and and not fucking live with shit like this? I mean, because, dude, musicians are, they're on, dude, when you talk about, uh, you remember how in 2021, 2020, when everybody was getting laid off of work? Yeah. And they were giving everybody that title. What's that title? You know, the important thing? Uh, essential workers? Mm-hmm. Musicians are essential fucking humans. They're essential humans, bro. The <laughs> world without musicians would suck. It would suck. Big time. Big time. Like, some of my favorite things to do on planet Earth is to just get lost in music. Like, if, if I had to lose a sense, ah, Lord, please do not let it be my hearing. Which mm-hmm. I'm probably not doing myself any service by, you know, listening to music. How loud it's on my fucking yeah. on my ears. Yeah, right. But, but, <laughs> ah, do not let me, you know, lose. lose the sense of hearing because there are certain songs like that one right there, man. You, like, listen to it, and it, it almost paints a soundscape. Like, you feel like you're in another world. Like, it it has the instant ability to change your mood, to change the vibe. Like, music is, is it's not underrated. Sometimes you can even let let out your, your feelings. You can even cry to, mu- to music. Dude, absolutely. Like, yeah, music, music is so powerful, man. Like, a, the world without music would definitely just suck. You know, um, I was gonna tie it into a to a to a Kendrick Lamar bar that uh, from an unreleased song, but not a lot of people know the verse, right? So I won't say it necessarily because maybe it's coming, maybe it's coming. You know, I- I'm looking forward to Kendrick maybe dropping this song. You know, he is uh, one of the most anticipated artists this year. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, actually speaking of which, if you had to say, what is your most Anticipated record of 2022. Hmm, that's it's really tough for me to answer because I'm gonna be honest. Like I don't really listen to like, like modern music. Like modern music. Uh-huh. I just I'm I'm like so hooked with like classic music. Okay. And that's an interesting like, perspective. Actually, yeah. Like the the only um recent I could say uh-huh. album that I was like anticipating was from um a, a new uh this. I guess you could say this generation's rock band. Uh-huh. And it was like, I think it's either some people call it their third album or their uh-huh. fourth album because uh-huh. their first album was like an EP of like four songs. Uh-huh. But then they, they did it into a double EP to mm-hmm. make a full first album, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then they made another album, like a full one, uh-huh. full one. Then the one that they released last year in, mm-hmm. in uh, I think in August. I've been waiting for it because like everybody's saying that their their music their music is changing, mm-hmm. like it's getting weird, mm-hmm. weird but like amazing, like psychedelic weird, like trippy. Not necessarily psychedelic, uh-huh. but like, you can see like the progression they they have mm-hmm. like in playing their instruments and coming up with new stuff. And who is this? Uh, Greta Van Fleet. Ah. You know what, dude? I, in the rock community, because uh, I've been real big into like hip hop for the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, it's no surprise to people who people, people who know me. But in the rock community, that is a name that has been buzzing for years now. Yes. Are they really that? You think they they have the potential to keep rock alive right now, or they're the ones kind of holding the torch and keeping it moving? Dude, like they they won. I think they've won like two Grammys already. 
And they're like, Jesus. Dude, they started off hella young. Man, Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. Greta. Yeah. So in the beginning, the only thing I know about them, and this comes yeah. from somebody who's like, hasn't heard their music, but has heard about them. Yeah. I heard that there was a lot of similarities and in com- comparisons to Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that's that's one thing that <clears throat> so a lot of fans are always pissed about. Uh-huh. So, bring up- so what do you think they're changing into now? Because like you said, they're they're experimenting. Their music is changing. Yeah. What what direction is Greta going or Greta going in? Well, you, you can kind of tell like what kind of direction they were going with their their mm-hmm. last album because mm-hmm. it it's still that rock sound, but it's like different. Because mm-hmm. like the first song from their their last album. It's like really like beautiful. Like it's beautiful. The it's, first it's, song it's from like, the last record. Yeah, it's like beautiful, and it feels like an like not an opera, uh-huh. but like like it's, it's it's beautiful. Like that's how I can explain it. It's beautiful. And we're talking about the album uh, "Battle at Garden's Gate." No, the last one. The last one, last one. So anthem of the peaceful army. Anthem of the peaceful army. So we're talking about Age of Man. Yeah. Age of Man. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so. So did you like the direction they went on their last one? The Battle of the Garden's Gate? Yes, came out dude, last I year? fucking loved it. Okay. So which record was the one that sounded very um, Led Zeppelin-ish? Was that From the Fires? I guess you could you could say that. Like me, like, I, I discovered them in 2019. Because huh. one of my, my friends... This is them. Yeah, this is that's them. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty good. Just wait for it. Are these guys young? Well, so here's the thing about them. Uh-huh. They're literally a family. No way. Like, so, the vocalist and the guitar player, uh-huh. they're twins. They're and, twins. And, and their younger brother is the bass player and keyboard player. He plays keys and, and bass. And their longtime friend uh-huh. is their drummer. Uh-huh. So it's very tight-knit. Yeah. It's tight. Cause those riffs, man, those riffs, they're classic rock riffs. Oh, those fuckers. That's nice. That's nice. Another thing that makes Very it beautiful nice. is, uh-huh. his, is vocals. Okay. His vocals make it so beautiful, too. So that's Asia, man. So that's not even his most recent stuff. That's like the album from the two albums ago. So have they released anything since, or have they been teasing anything new since their last one? Right now they're they're touring their album. Cause they, oh, they, okay, they, the last they, one they, came out? Yeah, because last year they, they had a, a, a mini tour, uh-huh. and I went to it. Okay. Yeah. Where where did they play it? Um, so th- I think they played their first um, gig was in, I think, either Nashville or Connecticut. Uh-huh. And then the I think they went next to, fuck, um, I forgot what, what the other places were, but the one that I went to uh-huh. was Chicago, and then the, the next one was uh, was Los Angeles, I think. Okay. Dance. Wait, hold on. How many times have you seen them? I've only seen them once, dude. Uh-huh. Dude, like, so you go to concerts a lot then? Not a lot, uh-huh. but like there's some concerts that I'm like really wanting to go, uh-huh. and I, I think I might go to the Mole Chat Dama concert this uh-huh. year. But I want to go see Roger Waters this year. Oh, dude, you got he's it. Com- he's coming in September. That's gonna be tight. You got it. He's to. one of the legends, dude. He he's Roger really... Waters is one of the fucking we. Him and David Gilmore, and let's not forget Nick Mason. You know, rest in peace to to Roger Wright. Rest in peace to Sid Barrett. But Pink Floyd, Richard Wright, and Richard Wright, Richard, Richard Wright. Uh, what I say, Robert Wright. Robert, Robert, uh, Richard Robert. Wright. Richard Wright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my bad, my You're bad. Good, you could yeah, yeah. <laughs> my bad. Pink Floyd fans, hey, 
you know, I am a Pink Floyd fan at the end of the day. I just forget a little bit. But, dude, that band, to me, is probably the best band that ever was and potentially could ever, could ever will be, dude. Because the, the, the way that the records change and how beautifully and masterfully the albums have aged throughout this course of time. Like, the records are so timeless. So timeless. Like, you were asking earlier what my favorite Pink Floyd record was. And um, everybody would say potentially Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. And Dark Side of the Moon is a beautiful fucking record, man. Amazing. Beautiful. But the way that Wish You Were Here has aged till now, it's, dude, oh my God. Like, if you put on Wish You Were Here, the all those fucking synthesizers and everything in the beginning the VCS, of the record. The, the VCS3. Whoo, they still sound fucking crispy to this day. And we're talking about, this album came out when? 1975. This album came out in 1975. And we're almost in 2023, right? Well, not almost, but we're in 2022. So we're about 50 years removed from this record almost. I think. And this album is still, still beautiful. And timeless. Hopefully, you don't get copyrighted. <laughs> Fifty? No, I hope not too. But beautiful and timeless. Fifty years later, man. Like you cannot tell me that Pink Floyd's music isn't one of like the best compositions that had that was ever created. I always said there's something different in the water in England. You know, right? A lot of the musicians that come out from over there. God damn, like, yeah, man. And back then, it was called pop. Yeah, it was just. Pop music, pop you know, music. it's just. Even then, like when Pink Floyd started, they're yeah. they're considered a pop man. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable to me. Do you think? Do you think they ever saw music becoming what it is now? Back in those days, because there was a time when like Pink Floyd, it was revolutionary. Like the stuff that they were doing is like holy shit, this is groundbreaking. Because all right, Pink Floyd's considered a progressive rock band, right? But you, but compared to the bands that came out as their contemporaries, like Alan Parsons Project, like Rush, like Yes, like Supertramp, other bands that were also considered progressive, they sound aged compared yes. to Pink Floyd. Like they 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 do sound like they're from the seventies. They sound a little bit. Maybe it's because the bass filters that they use, or Another the drums, or maybe the the synthesizers chords. But Pink Floyd doesn't sound like that. It sounds it still sounds futuristic. Like they were, they were considered a psycho, a psychedelic band, because uh-huh. I think they were also like around when Yes was coming uh-huh. out too, the band Yes. Um, uh-huh. And when they started, it was just they're they're considered, per, um, not progressive, psychedelic uh-huh. rock. Like yeah, and then with their with their second album, they the the media they started um, considering them space rock. Hmm. Because that was around, what, uh... 68 when uh, Saucer Full Secrets came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it was a little more spacey, a little yeah, weird. Way, yeah, yeah, Space rock. It went from psychedelic rock to space rock, but still kind of uh-huh. psychedelic. Uh-huh. But they started calling them space rock. Yeah, because in the beginning, it was still kind of more off the tail ends of what, like, the Beatles were doing. Yeah. You know, a little... Like, it was poppy, but it was, like, with a little bit of a twist, a little bit of, like, something. Maybe the lyrics were talking about different stuff or something like that. I think when do you think when do you think they change or what do you think is like their most experimental avant-garde record? Would do you think it would be more? 
or what do you think it'd be Adam Hart mother? Um, from what I think is um, like like you said, like they were like considered kind of like what the Beatles are doing uh-huh. pop, but like I think one of the songs on their first record, Piper of the Case of Dawn, uh-huh. was called um, Interstellar Overdrive, uh-huh. and like all the songs were like kind of poppy in a way. But then you listen to this, and it's mm-hmm. it's not even like it's just a straight up inter- uh, instrumental, uh-huh. and you're like, this isn't poppy. So I think like that song was like, like kind of like inching of like what they what they want to kind of do. Mm-hmm. And then when they went to Saucer Full of Secrets, that's when they're like, okay, that kind of sounded like Interstellar Overdrive, uh-huh. like a little bit more progressed. Mm-hmm. And then I think they were contracted for a a movie soundtrack, which was more. Uh-huh. And that one was kind of, um, I could say, it was kind of psychedelic and uh-huh. like a little bluesy in a way, uh-huh. too. But I think their next album was uh, either Amagama or, or Adam Hartmother. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was uh, Umaguma um, first. Umaguma, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that one was just like a, it was a weird album. Yeah, if I'm was, not mistaken, was, that like, one, everybody did their own. Yeah, their, their own like type of like ideas, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it, like, and it was also a live each, album. Like each individual, oh, it was a live album? It, so that's, a, that's a weird thing. It was a. So like each individual member it's, it's a, produced it's a, their it's own a, songs. It's a four vinyl. Uh-huh. So excuse me. I think the uh-huh. the, the first side is uh-huh. like the live live album of like some songs that they already have played, like "Songs yeah, of yeah. the Secrets," "Set the Control for the Heart of the Sun." Mm-hmm. But they also had a, this new song in there somewhere, and it's called oh, "Careful What That Axe Eugene." Mm-hmm. And like it just starts off like you know like kind of like nice. And like somewhere in the middle, just uh-huh. Roger Waters just yells out fucking a fucking scream, uh-huh. and then just goes intense from there. You're like, what the fuck is this? Uh-huh. Like some some of the media was like, hey, this is this is weird. I don't like it. And some of the other media was uh-huh. like, bro, what is this? Uh-huh. And then, yo, believe it or not, I've never heard that one. You have it. I know, but I've never heard. I I guess I've never paid attention to that specific song. What was it? What'd you say it was called? Careful with that axe, Eugene. Really? Yeah. And halfway through, he lets out a yell, and the music gets chaotic. Yeah, it's it's just it's really smooth in the uh-huh. beginning, and then it just gets chaotic. And it's what like, the what? fuck? It's like why is this dude screaming uh-huh. like that? Like he's, like when I when I listen to it, uh-huh. and he screams. I'm like, almost like like post rock, or, or it's just screamo. It's not. Even, I don't even consider that. It's just like, it was just a weird scream. Uh-huh. Like he makes weird noises with his sound with the, uh, not the sound his mouth. And it's halfway through the track. I think somewhere around halfway the track, like on the on the, on the on the album, I think it's somewhere like in the beginning, maybe. Okay. But like, they they did a version of the song for Live at Pompeii. No, I don't like that one. But the actual album. You don't like that version? No. It's good though, but I don't like it. It's off of it's off of Omaguma, right? Omaguma, yeah. Okay. So careful with that axe. It's on the top. Live. And then how, how, like how, how much is uh, on? I try to go a little lower. I try that. A little bit more. Alright guys, so we're listening to Pink Floyd's Careful With That Axe, Eugene. Just a little snippet from the album Uma Goma. Released in 1969. Holy shit. We are fucking 50 years removed from this beautiful amor- art piece. I think a little bit more. A little Oh, shit, you passed it. All right. Right there. So, I've never really paid attention to this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
so okay, so you're saying at the time that this happened, at the time that this happened, this is 1969. This is this is like right at the peak, at the precipice of psychedelic rock and kicking off. You know, Jimi Hendrix is fucking out. You got, you know, Led Zeppelin still doing the very bluesy stuff and all that. This this changed the way music was. Would you say this is the beginning of perhaps you know hard rock? Mm. Or were there bands that are out there doing hard rock in those times? It's like bands were already out there doing. Because I think Jimi Hendrix was was a guy that started mm-hmm. making. Because at, at first it was just blues, mm-hmm. with it, like all the all the King mm-hmm. like BB King, mm-hmm. you know, and Albert King, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Jimi Hendrix came in with like some weird ass fucking yeah, guitar right. shit. Yeah, You're yeah. like, who's this guy? What, what, what's, mm. what's this sound? Mm-hmm. It's it sounds like the blues, but a little bit more mm-hmm. progressed, like mm-hmm. harder, a little bit harder. And then here comes this kid from the Yardbirds, mm-hmm. Jimmy Page, mm-hmm. and I guess like their band didn't kind of work out in a way, and he made a new band, uh, Zeppelin. Zeppelin. And then they started making. They, Jesus, man. They they were like, the blues sound good, mm-hmm. but it can sound better. Mm-hmm. And then they fucking made. I feel like Zeppelin was like like one of the forefathers of making hard rock. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it, def- it just changed from the blues and then went to hard rock. So then, so then, when did Sabbath come into play? Um, didn't they come in around like I think the same year in '69? Black Sabbath, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, music, man. I'm telling you, music back in that era. Hey, man. To this day, we got fucking those songs go off. Like there's there's so many good classic rock songs that are like bonafide hits you know mm-hmm. bonafide like human culture classic hit like dude you know that's funny cause <laughs> I asked you what your most anticipated record of 2022 was and we just, would you would you say okay so would you say that old music is better than modern music then? Um, I'm not sure because I, I saw this one interview. I don't know who it was, but it was a it was a classic, classic dude from some band. I don't know, mm-hmm. and he said that modern music they they want to they want the music to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And like back in the day, like back they left the, the day, flaws in there. They 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 didn't care. Like they didn't want it to be perfect. It's they more about to, capturing a moment. Ca- yeah. Huh. And I was like, that's, that's, that's a good saying. Because like, cause some people say like pop music and hip hop is like perfect. Mm. And there's song, there are some songs that I like personally of hip hop and I love them. Mm. But like, you can hear like little notes that they fuck up on. Mm. Like they don't even take it out of the record. Mm. Like if back somebody, in the day or now? Back in the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. There's... I think that's what I like about older music. It's just, it's more, it's raw, you know. It was capturing a moment, like I don't know. I I don't know if I necessarily feel like older music is better than modern music. But then when you really, really lay it out, when would you, when would you say like modern music started? Let's say like two thousand on maybe or two thousand ten, two thousand ten on. So we're about ten ten years into like modern music maybe. I I, I honestly think. It started in the nineties. The nineties, modern music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's say two thousand. Because that's like when two thousand like, on. Because like, because that's think, when NWA came out, in the nineties. You're right. 
but then like the originals, you know, like uh like Cool Hurt and all those, like the you know, um Rakim, uh K R S one, they were like late eighties hip hop, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would oh, no, say yeah, maybe, with, with like disco mm-hmm. and all that, yeah. So I would say maybe because like even that even that early hip hop to me sounds old. So I would consider mm-hmm. that classic. Yeah. So I would say yeah, modern modern definitely perhaps started maybe two thousand ten on. Mm-hmm. That's when I would say. No, two thousand two thousand. Let's say two, early two thousands. I find that my catalog of music that I listen to, perhaps is heavy on pre two thousand mm-hmm. than two thousand on. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess to answer my own question, should I? I, I would probably say that old music is a little bit better, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's necessarily tied to nostalgia, or I, to me, I almost feel like it's tied to originality, like like. Maybe it was because music was so modern back then, or not not modern, but since it was all still relatively new, less ideas were polished and formulated, mm-hmm. so there was more area for creativity. Yeah. So I feel like what I like about older music is that there's more creativity. There's more music that sounds unique. Mm-hmm. Well, now there's a lot of formula, you know, like almost every song has the same style as the last one, especially in hip hop, you know? And, and not to say not to say that all hip hop is the same because I'm a huge fan of hip hop. Yeah. You know, I love hip hop right now, but for the most part, a lot of it could be said that it kind of sounds the same. And maybe that's just me coming from not necessarily being a hardcore fan of the you know the nuanced sounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think music back then sounded a lot more unique. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being biased just because of the conversation we're having right now. But yeah. But I do, I do find that, like, I don't know, music back then. I think what I like about the music now is that it's more high def. Like, that yeah, the, that, bass, that that true, the yeah. bass rumbles better, that the synthesizer notes are mixed better. Mm-hmm. Technology but, but has I, progressed. But I do feel like the music back then had a little bit more creativity. I mm-hmm. feel like, uh, I don't know. I like progressive rock bands, you know? That's why I think, like, the hip-hop acts that I, that I even like now, a lot of the artists that I do like from the modern music tend to be more of the progressive original acts than, you know, like what's on the radio. You know, I don't really mm-hmm. tend to like a lot of the stuff that's too formulaic. Pop music I really don't seem to like too much. I do I do I do like creativity in my music, you know, because I come from that, you know, the appreciation of progressive rock, mm-hmm. the unique music from back in the day. That's crazy, man. Well fuck. You know? I, 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 going back to what we were saying a couple of minutes ago, I, I really do appreciate music and how it's able to really bring people together. Because it's fuck, dude. World without music would suck. World without art would suck, you know. Speaking of which, I was uh, I was looking up the other day on Instagram, and I noticed that there's laser shows that they have at the Union Station in Kansas City. So for those who don't know already, guys. This podcast is currently based and HQ'd out of Kansas City. Kansas City, Missouri. And we have a union station here that happens to have laser shows all throughout the week. From what I know, you know, I could necessarily, I could be wrong. But the lineup that I missed just yesterday was fucking killer, dude. Wow. They had Pink Floyd, Sublime, mm. fucking Beatles, Bob Marley. Uh, Bob Marley. Dude. Daft Punk. Daft Punk. It was a killer set. It was a killer set. I had no idea that there was laser shows at the Union Station. So if anybody out there is listening, 
And that's the kind of shit that you like doing. Apparently, we have shows there. But you know what? Talking about other shit in Kansas City, bro. We were mentioning earlier how you like uh, you like going to concerts and stuff. What would you say your favorite venue in Kansas City is? Hmm. See, like, with me, I haven't been to a lot of concerts hmm. here. Because like, I think I've only been to at least maybe three concerts here in Kansas. Hmm. Three concerts yeah. here. Yeah. So what are the majority of your concerts at? That's that's the thing. I think I've only been to four or five concerts. But okay, well that's not bad. Yeah. I mean that's because like you want to see how many concerts I've been to. I mean, go ahead, continue telling your story. <laughs> so you've only been to three or four concerts. Yeah, because not gonna lie, you you were the one that got me into Pink Floyd. If you don't remember that, uh-huh. but um, when I was growing up, like in uh, early yeah my freshman year. Um, I was listening to, I was still kind of listening to to pop in a way, uh-huh. but I, I felt myself like not wanting to listen to this anymore, and I found indie music. Uh-huh. Oh like, yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember when you were uh, mm-hmm. like, like the Strokes and uh, or what kind of what kind like of Mac DeMarco, Mac DeMarco, yeah, 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 with Tame Impala. Uh-huh. Like, you can consider him indie, indie music. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't, I didn't really pick up on like rock until at least. Maybe like the end of my junior year, maybe, and from from there I progressed from like indie music into like more, I guess you could say rock music. Uh-huh. And oh, you've been you've seen Mana. Yep. Fuck you, lucky ass. But um, yeah, I even uh-huh. listen to Spanish rock uh-huh. like early. So that's like, what you're listening to at first. Yeah, in a way, yeah. And then, I think one day, when when we finally like. Cause it was it was like years since I've seen like the Ortiz family, uh-huh. and I finally like came back to yeah. you guys, you know. It reunited with the fam and stuff. Yeah, and then I think you you were still um, listening to rock at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, kind of. Oh, like, heavy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were like, "Hey, you should listen to this." I'm like, "What is it?" Pink Floyd. Uh-huh. Like, what's Pink Floyd? He's like, "Man," <laughs> like, "Boy, are I mean, you gonna be amazed?" So you're you're gonna change from uh-huh. here and on out. Like wait wait till you fall down this rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And wait until you get a little older and you use, you do some other stuff too. Uh, oh yeah, dude. I so I got you into Pink Floyd. You know what, man? My dad got me into Pink Floyd. And shout out my pops. You know. Didn't you my, go see Pink uh, the drummer years ago with your dad from Pink Floyd? Uh, or was yeah, it was yeah, it Roger actually, Waters? No, I I think I've actually seen, if I'm not mistaken, all three. Really? All three members. Hmm? Even like to this to this day. Yeah. So, for those for those listening, yeah, for those listening, this isn't a a visual podcast, but I literally brought out to the table right now a giant book of all the concerts I've been to, and I've been it's a whole fucking binder to potentially hundreds of concerts in my past life before uh, before I stopped going to concerts before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. I was going to shows a lot. Left and right. Oh, left and right. And it all started with the very first concert I've been to, which was Mana. You have them in order? On the Amas Combatir Tour. You're organized as fuck. Friday, February the 7th of 2007. Oh, I'm organized 2007? I'm organized as fuck. Dude, I was, 2007. I was, I was seven years old. Dude, I, you were seven years old and I went to my first concert. You know what I'm, gonna, <laughs> you know what I'm never going to forget about this concert? What? Funny story. So I have a love-hate relationship with my pops. You know, For those who know me close, know that it's kind of... I love my pops, but 
It can get a little weird sometimes. At this show, I was... 2007, I must have been what? How old was I back then? You know, 1993, I was 10. Well, I was like 14, 15 years old. <laughs> so I'm sitting there at the show, you know. I'm becoming a teenager. My armpits are getting a little smelly, you know. It's getting, <laughs> that, it's getting that age where my you know, hairs are starting to come out. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're at the show. I'm rocking out, dude. I put my armpits up. I'm fucking having a blast. My pops looks over. Takes a big old sniff, and he just goes... Damn, dude, your armpits fucking stink. <laughs> so the rest of the show, I did not rock out with my arms up, <laughs> dude. It was terrible. No, but it was it was it was a dope ass show. It was a dope ass show, you know. Um, my now was actually very influential during that time. Um, I don't want to get too deep because this isn't a therapy session. But this band helped me actually go through um, go through some tough times. You know, they were like the soundtrack to like my parents' divorce, and a lot of the music was coming from a. a, a from a good angle, you know, it was very loved and stuff is like that. Is this a set list? Yep. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm organized as fuck, brother. I, I print out the set list of the shows I go to. I keep the flyers of the concert, and I try to keep the Bro, original I ticket. A, I need to take notes from you. Man. I need, dude, I like, dude, if anybody ever wants to get into, like, a physical NFT. What is this? Is this a t-shirt? Uh, no, it's a bandana. Oh, a bandana? Yep, from, you, the, from that you, night. Have you washed it? Uh, nope. Well, I washed <laughs> it a couple times, but not since I put it in. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I've been to tons of shows, man. Pink Floyd, the reason I brought this out is because you were talking about Pink Floyd. Yeah. So I've been to a couple Pink Floyd. Let's see, just, just kind of scamming through here real quick, or uh, scanning through here. I went to the Pink Floyd Experience, which is a Pink Floyd cover band. Yeah. Just, just a couple, you know, months after this one, you know. If this, if the Mana concert was in what? What did we say this was in? <clears throat> September the 7th? Of, of 2007. So just a couple weeks after that, September 21st, oh. bam, got hit in my next concert. So tell me that's not going to start, that's not going to start like a, not necessarily an addiction, but a good habit. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, concerts, because back, saw my first show, biggest fucking band in, you know, Latin America back in those days. Bam, next thing you know, Pink Floyd experience, bro. Just another fucking week, oh no, a couple years after that, next concert, saw Pink Floyd again. So my back-to-back, you know, my two of the three first shows I went to were Pink Floyd tribute bands. So since the jump, I got an appreciation for Pink Floyd. So that's kind of why I'm coming, you know, a little biased saying that Pink Floyd's one of my all-time favorite bands. But that's because, you know, I've been, I've been, (laughs) I've been around with Pink Floyd since, you know, when I was young, early teenage years, you know. Then I got to see it. You got to listen to Breathe Live. Oh, yeah. Breathe in the air. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Uh, no, dude, I went to I went to a couple concerts, brother. It was a it was a good ass time. It was a good ass time. I remember um, going to Rock Fest back in two thousand ten. Was, oh, my, was you? I didn't. It was see my that. first time going to a big ass festival back in the day. I remember my my dad getting super drunk, <laughs> fucking falling in the mud on his way to the portal party, and then just not giving a fuck the rest of the night. <laughs> It was cool because everybody would get the fuck out of the way because nobody wanted to get covered in mud. So it was, like a, <laughs> it was a good way to cut through the front of a line, cut through, cut around stages. And it was a good time, bro. It was a good time. Um, yeah, bro. You know, I've been, I've been to tons of shows. I don't necessarily want to sit here and like go through all this. Yeah. But I'm. Oh, I got to meet Cage the Elephant. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. So yeah, check it out. So Roger Waters, I got to see him at the Sprint Center Saturday, October the thirtieth, in two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. So I was in 10th grade, and I got to see Roger Waters perform The Wall live. He had the fucking full set, the fucking... The whole wall dude, thing? Dude, the whole wall thing. Mm. That show was amazing, brother. Amazing. Like, literally played the whole fucking record through. Um, 
I remember Comfortably Numb when they came out. It wasn't it wasn't David Gilmore. But that song live is always gonna be fucking amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. Comfortably Numb's the most beautiful fucking like uh have you seen what is it? The live at Pulse, I think. Mm-hmm. Comfortably numb pulse album, the live oh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that solo's fucking crazy. Casey Elephant, man. Shout out Casey Elephant. I actually got to see Casey Elephant at the Beaumont Club, which is an old venue in Westport, which is right around the corner here from where I live now. Yeah. I actually got them to sign this original artwork. That's my fan art. I got three of the four guys to sign it. What year is this? 11? 2000. Was this when, they, when this one they were like, kind of like starting? Uh, Thank You Happy Birthday. Yeah, they were touring the Thank You Happy Birthday album. And, um, uh, and like yeah. now they're fucking huge. Took a little picture with Matt Schultz. It was dark. No flash was used. Ivan's head is kind of cut out of the picture. <laughs> but we're in there, brother. <laughs> These are the songs that they played. You know, they um, it was tight, dude. It was a good set. It was a good time. You know, so I've been to a lot, I've been to a lot of shows, bro. I've been to a lot of shows. If I had to answer that question that I asked you about, like which my favorite venue in Kansas City, I would definitely probably have to say the Midland Theater. The Midland Theater is amazing. I think one of the concerts I went to was there. At the Midland? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got a I lot think, of... I think that was my second concert. Damn, bro. And you know what? This fucking thing isn't actually even updated. Mm-hmm. Because the last, the last flyer I have in here is going to see my brother Larry Furlow back in 2017. And I went to oh. a couple shows in 2018-19. So I gotta, I gotta print out more of this shit. <laughs> Man. But anyways... So yeah, I've been to a lot of concerts, bro. What would you say your favorite concert that you've been to was? Shit, now now that I went to go see Greta Van Fleet live last year, it's definitely Greta Van Fleet last year. Okay. Greta Van Fleet. So so they're not just an epic fucking band on record. They're an epic fucking band live, too. Yeah, so they, they sound better live. <coughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I imagine because they're fucking like literally, literally sitting up there shredding and shit. Damn. One one other. I'm gonna have to the, give them. I'm gonna have to give them a more of a listen, brother, because I've. I honestly haven't checked them out too much. Yeah, like on their recent album, the bottle, the battle at Garden Skate. Uh-huh. The last song on that album, it's uh, I think like eight minutes. Uh-huh. And, in concert, they made it into like almost at least eleven or twelve minutes. God dang! So they just jam on that. They shit. They fucking jam the fuck. That's out of tight it. as fuck. Damn, dude. No, I like that, man. I like that you have a like a deep appreciation toward rock music, you know, and that that makes me want to get back into listening to those records because <laughs> you know I just moved in here at the last place I didn't have my record player set up. Now that I'm back, now that I'm back and I have you know, my little a little vibe, I'm gonna get into it, brother. Whenever you were looking over there, like you were you were asking about the the ones with the triangles. Are you a fan of Alt J at all? Uh, who again? Alt J. Mm, I don't know who that is. You don't know who All J is? Mm-mm. I, I, I was just... They're like... They're indie rock. They probably came out maybe like two, in the 2010s, 2012. Mm-mm. Are you serious? It's because I saw the triangle not... You know, when you see a triangle and you listen to rock, you would think Dark Side of the Moon. <coughs> or like... Maybe like a... True. Uh, what's it called? What's that word? Like a... I forgot what that word was. No, All J is one of my... Uh... One of my favorite bands that I guess you would you would consider modern. You know, we're talking about modern music and older music. Yeah, they're one of my favorite modern bands. Their their breakout record came out in two thousand twelve. It's called An Awesome Wave. Yeah, I'm actually gonna play a little snippet off of it here real quick. Um, I like the song called MS. They have a they have a unique style. 
So the thing that makes them interesting is that when they came out, oh if I'm not mistaken, the drummer did not have any cymbals. So he would use... No, either it wasn't cymbals or it wasn't... No, he definitely had a snare. He just, There was just something different about it, right? He took more of a percussive taste take on it. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the drummer did not have cymbals, and everything that you're hearing there is like the dude's playing the xylophone. So the keyboard just has a xylophone next to him. There's a singer and stuff, and it's just... It's very interesting band. And they progressed, dude. They dropped some really interesting music. Well, they actually... The reason I brought them up is because... Um, they dropped a new record not too long ago. And I'm about to go see him in Ohio next week. Oh, really? The album is called The Dream. The Dream? And I'm about to play a song off of that one now. Actually, real quick, before I play the new song, this is the, this song that we're listening to right now, hopefully I'm not getting copyright stricken on this. <clears throat> this, is, this is all Jay's MS. And the reason I'm playing it is because this spot coming up right now it's almost like audio ecstasy. It makes me feel happy every time. Beautiful. It's just super calm. Super calm music, right? So their new album called The Dream just came out February 11th this year. And this is the breakout hit, or the, the opening track. It's called Bane. I think this... Uh, this live concert I'm about to go to might be some dope shit. Cause they're the thing with them is that they don't rock they don't rock out hard on stage. I've heard that they're very they just kind of stand still. They're like in their spot, just kind of standing there playing the music the whole just time, learning their instruments. Yeah, just there, just standing there. But like the visual show behind them, all their lasers and stuff, it's very Pink Floyd esque. They don't have necessarily like a like a like a slideshow playing behind them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But their stage and the way that the lights are set up and it's just dude I can't wait to go it's gonna be a good show it's gonna be a good show so guys we're listening to Bane off of All Jay's new album called The Dream it's a uh, very interesting sound isn't it so look I definitely recommend I know you're in a, you're on a little bit of like a classic rock um uh, I'm already, like, I'm, already, I'm already liking this. Though. Oh, dude, I think you'll, you're gonna definitely like it. Let me see if it goes to the spot where they they change up a little bit. <coughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna speed it up a little bit because there's one spot in the song that just sounds so fucking crazy to me. Right? And here's the crazy part. Ready? The whole song is about a man who wakes up or a kid that wakes up in the middle of the night. To drink a soda because he's addicted to it. What the f Soda. Yeah, I can't wait for this. <laughs> Guys, please do not copyright strike us. This is all Jay, baby. <laughs> Bane. Off the dream, I've said it three times. If you guys haven't already gone to your streaming services to add it to your playlist, what are you doing? This is beautiful. Say, so what are they called again? All J, spelled A L T, then a little hyphen J. And the reason that their albums have that little triangle is because when they came out, 
their actual name was that little symbol. It's yeah. the Delta symbol. And to get that symbol on a uh, on a MacBook, which is what they use to record their music, yeah, you would have to hit the uh, shortcut Alt J, and that would mm-hmm. that would give you that little symbol. So Alt J, dude, they're one of the uh, they're one of the bands that I definitely think people should appreciate a little bit more in this modern day because they're still doing something a little bit different. You know, they're they're doing something that's not necessarily pop. They're not doing anything that's something a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, they're checking that out. We're going to take a quick break, guys. We'll be right back. Uh, we're back. All right, guys. We'll take a little break there. A little piss break. Ow! We're listening to Dead Crush. Still talking about Alt-J. From their album Relaxer, dropped in 2017. All right. So man, before we uh before we take a little piss break there, we were talking about all J. We we're talking about modern music, old music. Now, I kind of want to shift the conversation a little bit. Yep. So recently, I was looking at some things on uh on social media. I want to know how you think about it. As you may already know, you are today's guest on Urban Society. And the first part of the three words, or I guess two, that comprise our name is herb. I don't know if you've heard, the House of Representatives passed a bill to decriminalize marijuana federally. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it is. It still has to go to the Senate. Mm-hmm. But we're one step closer. How do you feel about that? I think it's, to some people, it's good. But then, like, to, like, the other people, they think it's bad. Because, you know, everybody has always been like, imagine if weed was legal, like, everywhere. It's like, yeah, that's awesome. Uh-huh. But it's also going to be taxed. Oh, yeah. And, and not just that, but you think the, do you think the stigma is still really bad? Or do you think people are starting to kind of light up on it? Because, you know, back in the day, they would say, like, well, there was two camps. There was the camp that kind of knew about weed. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, people are just going to be smoking and being lazy. And there was a camp that was kind of naive about it. And they're like, oh, they're probably getting really high and all cracked out or whatever. So do you think people still think that way? Or do you think now it's kind of like a morbid understanding of what, what weed does and how? I mean, I'm just... Um, I wonder if society's ready for it to go federally legal. Well, just like music, the world, society, and things around mm. the world, they, they progress. Uh. Technology's progressing. Opinions <coughs> progress. <coughs> Feelings about something progress as well. Because uh-huh. more and more experimenting and you know news and all this other stuff happening. Um, I think professionals are starting to realize or maybe even see a little bit that it, it helps people uh-huh. like be productive in a way sometimes. I mean, if, if we've allowed... Alcohol to be socially accepted. Mm-hmm. What the hell's the problem with a little joint? Right. You know what I'm saying? And even, like, come on now. Like, I understand some people are probably sensitive to the smell. Yeah. Because they're not used to how fucking dank we'd be smoking out here. You know? Yeah. We smoke loud. Like, our shit is <laughs> gas. You know, they probably, the worst they can handle is a cigarette smell. Mm-hmm. But it's like, when you're talking about what it actually does... It's no harmful, no more harmful than like a, you know, getting drunk as fuck. 
Yeah. We let people go to Westport and get fucking drunk as fuck every weekend. That was me a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> getting fucking I went, wasted. I was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I did this shit for three weeks. Uh-huh. Just getting wasted? Just getting wasted for three weeks on each Saturday of those three weeks. Wow. And every time I would go, I don't know, I guess because like, it was my first time at, like ever going to a bar by myself. Because uh-huh. I'm only 22 and I just turned 21 last year. Uh-huh. So you're still, you're still experimenting. You're still out there like getting drunk and... Seeing, like, feeling out the bar scenes. I kind of stopped it, like, two weeks ago, because, uh-huh. like, I guess, like, I don't know why. Enough is enough. For now, I guess, maybe. But, like, I, I would constantly just go and, like, vibe to the music. Uh-huh. Like, the one I was going to, it was, uh... I was gonna, I was gonna ask, which one would you go to? The Yard Bar. Okay. In Westport, right here. Yard Bar. Okay. And... How come? Because I went... My cousins, we went to, like, some bar that was close... Like, right next door to it, I forgot uh-huh. what it was called. And it's, like, a little, like, little, little bar. Uh-huh. Like, little, little, like... Like machine, like poke, like not poker, um, darts. You gotcha, know. gotcha. So, oh, you know, just, those, oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, like, yeah, it's not yard bar, but uh, it's like right next to it. Yeah, well, there's like a little outside patio and there's like a yeah. top patio. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know what it's called, but I and don't know me and my cousins went there like weeks ago, weeks ago. Okay. And I was telling my cousins while we were like walking in, like this, this will be my first time at a bar, you know. Uh-huh. And we went there. We were, we were there for like a couple, maybe like maybe like twenty minutes around there. And then my, one of my uh, cousin's uh, friends, I guess, that she was there, uh-huh. was like, hey, there's a guy. He was like, hey, let's go to the, let's go to the bar next door. And everybody's like, what's up there? And he's uh-huh. like, I, I think, honestly, it's crazy. It's crazier in that side. Well, I always heard that yard bar's lit. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't frequent bars a lot, but yeah. I've heard that one was lit. And we, we went across, you know, paid her, showed uh-huh. them our ID, $5 or whatever, uh-huh. and and then we we got this little like square where you can like just chill with every everyone in your group. Excuse me. And um, we were just there. They ordered some drinks. I don't know why they brought like if you if you go to the yard bar, uh-huh. like every weekend, you will know like the girls that have like the two drinks with like the sparklers on top. Yeah, yeah the bottle they're just, girls. They're just like yeah, like yeah, hey, hey, you whatever. <laughs> and they brought bottles to lust. Like I I wasn't like really there to like drink. I was more or less just like chill there with my yeah, cousins. Yeah, just catching a vibe. Yeah, and right next to us. Was another like group, yeah, and they were Caucasian, uh-huh. and there was this guy, <laughs> and this girl that were like straight up like dancing on each other, uh-huh. and I was just you know eavesdropping because like it was like what the fuck this is my first yeah, time yeah. at a bar I want to experience everything and see everything, and you got you got to paint the vibe you got to paint the vibe what kind of music was playing, it was a lot of like modern music like okay. Doja Cat okay, and, okay, and, like, okay. a bunch of rap stuff like gotcha, that gotcha. You know? so it's just okay so it's American so they're dancing you you went to do what. And they're just dancing, and I'm I'm drinking. What was I drinking? I think I was drinking like some like margarita or some shit, like a little one. And at the corner of my eye, I see the guy, I think, kind of pulling down his pants, and the other and the girl that was giving him the lamp dance. No pulling, way. Pulling down her pants. No way. And the security guard is like, "Hey, no, 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 not not here, not yeah. here." I was like, "What the fuck?" No. I was way. like, "What are you about to get it on?" No, they, no way, yo! If you guys are the freaky couple that were about to fuck at Yard Bar, y'all are nasty. <laughs> That's some freaky shit. I need you guys on the pod. <laughs> I need you guys on the pod. That's crazy, bro. So they were they were getting so wasted. They were catching a vibe so hard. They were about to fuck right there at the Yard mm-hmm. Bar. That's nuts. That's nuts. And the next weekend, I was like, I wanted to, for some reason, I wanted to uh-huh. do it again. I wanted to like see more. Yeah, you're like, it, it, oh, it, like, it would be my second time going yeah, to a bar. So you were like, damn, if this is yeah. how people are giving it up outside. Yeah, I need to be outside. Yeah, <laughs> and like I told my cousins the next yeah. week, I was like, hey, 
we, we gotta go again. Uh-huh. But you know, they're like, they're, like, they're in their late, they're in their late twenties already. Yeah, they're, like, yeah. they're they're kind of adults, but at the same time uh-huh. they're still young. They're like, ah, no, we don't want to go like two weeks in a row. Yeah, but I I still wanted to go. Uh-huh. You're like, so I was like, I I was like, fuck it, bro. I want to uh-huh. go. By, I'm gonna go by myself. I'm gonna be really shy, uh-huh. but I'm gonna go by myself. Uh-huh. And then you know, I get there. I think I got there like around like nine thirty because uh-huh. they open at eight. And uh, damn, you're on sickle mode time, bro. You were there early. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was there early. But like the next week, I went. I uh-huh. was. I was there later because uh-huh. I learned. And I got there. It was. It was not packed, but it was like you know, yeah, pretty little crowd for like early. Uh-huh. And I just for so it was my first time, so I was like, I don't know what to. I don't want to get like drunk right away. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. So I was like, Hey, do you guys sell like? Coke or something or water, you know. She's like, "Yeah, we got coke." And I was like, oh, yeah. "I thought you were going up there trying to buy some drugs." No, <laughs> no. no I'm just kidding. So you're like, "Yeah, Yo, you guys, you guys got something to drink. You guys got some coke. You guys got some water." Yeah, yeah. She's like, "Yeah, we got Pepsi products." And I was like, "Do you have Pepsi?" Yeah. She's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Fuck yeah," because I love Pepsi. Uh-huh. I don't drink it too much that anymore, uh-huh. that much. And the night it was, the hours were going uh-huh. by, and more and more people uh-huh. were coming in. The music was getting louder. Uh-huh. And I was I was just watching these this, these couples just keep keep on like playing beer pong and all this yeah. shit. I was there respectfully. I was like, "Hey, can I just watch you guys respectfully like play play the game?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure, sure, go ahead." Yeah. And that's when I started getting a little comfortable. Uh-huh. And that's when I went to the the bar uh-huh. and I ordered my first drink was a margarita. Uh-huh. And then I I was drinking it, and then I felt I felt time just going by, uh-huh. and. To the point where the, the bartender was like, hey, you want another one? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Fucking 11 margaritas later. What the fuck? <laughs> 11, 11 margaritas later? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> All right. 11 margaritas later, what happened? I just... Did your bank ba- call you and say, yo, dog? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yo, dog. <laughs> no, no, no. You need no. to cut it out. I, I didn't even... I, we I, hit the limit like five ago. No, no. Like I, I I knew like yeah, how much I've spent. No, like, no, each was drink was five, each each drink was five bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and I and I have money to, yeah, an, yeah. to an extent. I'm no, 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 no. I'm just I'm just teasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I, I was just more comfortable yeah. and I was just vibing with it. I found this like pretty cool group and uh-huh. I, that's that was the group I stayed with like throughout the three weeks uh-huh. I was going to the bar, and they were pretty fucking chill. I was comfortable. We were dancing. Like, yeah. And then, um. And then came that like part of like being dr- drinking where you have to pee all constantly. Oh yeah, no, stop. Yeah, and then like, I I finished on mar- the eleventh margarita, whatever, or tenth or ninth. I don't remember uh-huh. where I was, and I was like, ah, right, guys, I gotta pee really bad. Yeah, I got up. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I got up. I hit down. <laughs> I got up, dude. Hit the was, fucking floor, dude. Like everything was like so fucking like not distorted, but yeah. like. Like you went into the pages, everything's yeah. huge. I was like, oh, slow motion. Shit, this is gonna be a far ass walk to the restroom. Slow motion now, I tried my best, like respectfully, like get yeah. through the crowd and everything. I got there. By that time, was it packed already? Yeah, it was. It was already like twelve or one in the morning. Oh yeah, maybe bro. two. So in you the were sitting there sipping. By and, that time, and reminder, I got there like at what nine thirty. <laughs> yeah, you were sitting there sipping for a while. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, and so yeah, you, so you were walking, trying to trying to fucking. Split, split the waves and shit yeah. to the restroom what happened and I just got to the restroom I peed and I just kept on with the night and the the the, the bar that closed at 3 mm-hmm. and I think the memories that I made also was after mm-hmm. cause they have food trucks outside mm. cause they know yeah, shout, dumbasses, out, shout, shout dumb, out the motherfucking food trucks bro they know, they know dumbasses are coming out of the bar wasted and fucking hungry as a motherfucker as a motherfucker bro 
And like I would, I would just be in line for like fifteen minutes. I did not care. Which one did you go to? Casey Smoke Burgers. Dude, I actually, I actually went there like a couple weeks ago. No, like the last time I. <laughs> actually, it was a week ago. Cause uh-huh. I got pretty fucking. Yeah. I got fucked up, and I knew they they don't close until like uh-huh. four or three in the morning. I think. I was like, and it was like around like one or two, and I was like, "Fuck, dude, I'm so hungry." Like McDonald's, like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're, they're serving their last customer right now. I'm like, "Fuck, what's open right now?" And I was like. Sonic? Nah, not really. I'm not feeling Sonic right now. I was like, fuck, I remember this food truck's in Westport right now. I went there and ordered me some a burger and fries. No way. <laughs> Amazing. Smacked. Hey, shout out to the motherfucking food trucks, bro. They don't know, but they're like the they're the unspoken heroes at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Have you been to the Taco Bell that just the cantina? The cantina, no. I'm yeah. not I'm not much of a Taco Bell person. Really? Yeah. You see you see this belly of mine? Yeah. That's all Taco Bell. <laughs> I should be uh, a sponsor to Taco Bell. No, I'm just kidding. I don't eat that much Taco Bell, but Taco Bell has held me down. There's actually a previous episode called Respect TBZ, where me and my yeah, brother Ivan. I remember. I listened to. I listened to. Your oh, you listened to it? <laughs> yeah, where me and my brother Ivan. Uh, we're, you know, we talk about Taco Bell and how much it's impacted our life, our health as well. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully not so much. You know, but yeah, bro. That uh, that TBZ man. I heard it's open until three p. Uh, three in the morning. So apparently, that's also another spot. You know, if you wanna. And, it, and it's open like late until three in the morning really? every day. Damn, every day. They so, they knew what they were doing putting that shit in Westport. Oh yeah, <laughs> if you want a late night drink, chalupa or whatever tacos, there until three in the morning. Damn. Yep. No drive through though, so you gotta be yeah, sober enough to, to walk up. Yeah. You gotta be sober enough to walk. That's up. the thing. You gotta be sober to go there. You gotta be sober to go there, but you, can get, a little, you can get a little sip. Yeah, you can go in there tipsy. You can go in there tipsy. Just don't go in there sloppy. Yeah. So you haven't been there. To the cantina? Yeah. No. Interesting. Because I think, literally, I think the last time I ever ate, I ever ate Taco Bell, yeah. I think it was either like 2015 or 16 when they mm-hmm. first launched the Doritos Locos Taco. Oh, okay. And like, me, I love fucking chips mm-hmm. and a taco made out of Doritos. Doritos. It's like, hey, I was like, hey, I'm I'm worth a shot to try. Right. Fucking fell in love with that shit, bro. And then, I guess like I forgot about Taco Bell since then. Okay. Yeah. See, I fuck, I fuck around with Taco Bell every time they release something new. So, like, I'm very susceptible to advertisements if Taco Bell's in the... I, I shouldn't have said that because now I'm all fucking ads on the phone and shit. <laughs> Taco Bell, really. But I'm very susceptible to Taco Bell ads, you know. So, whenever they drop a new item, whether it's, like, a chicken chalupa or whatever, bam, you know, I'm there to try it. If they drop breakfast items, bam, I'm there to try it. A new freeze, maybe not that one, you know. But if they drop a new something else, bam, I'm there to try it, you know. So, I just, I just like Taco Bell, you know. So, they have a... Um, <clears throat> they have me as a long t- as a long time supporter. I've been there. I've been there ever since the Taco Bell dog. Ever since the Stoner oh. shit. It's because, bro, that's the that's the one thing a lot of people don't. Them and I guess Jack in the Crack. You know, Jack in the Box. I love Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. See, both of them. I feel like they kind of low key know who their target audience is, and they they're not they don't shy away from using it in their marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, to advertise towards like the Stoner community. <laughs> and Taco Bell has been on that shit since way back, dude. I remember growing up and seeing the commercials and even hearing them on the radio. It's like, late night munchies. Who the fuck are you saying that to? You're not saying that to the teachers. Exactly. You're not saying that to the doctors. You're saying that to some specific You're saying that to a specific demographic, which is us. (laughs) The urban society. (laughs) You know, that's why I fuck with Taco Bell. Taco Bell, if you guys want a co-sponsor, I can, you know, give me a promo code. I'll, I'll, I'll tell people to head your way, you know what I'm saying, but... Yeah, man, Taco Bell's dope. Taco Bell's dope. And I, I recommend you at least pop into that cantina. At least check it out. Get a little drink or something. 
And now you live closer to it. And I live closer to it, bro. You know, so, <laughs> not that I necessarily need to be there all the time, but yeah, I'll pop into it. So yeah, man. I, I don't know. Socially, I mean, going back to the to the topics, I guess we did. Shit, we just kind of drifted off. Drifted off. Never got around <laughs> to it. But I hope, I hope this bill that just went through the House of Rep makes it through the Senate, and I hope that makes it to the to Sleepy Joe's office and he signs it. Sleepy Joe. <laughs> I hope he makes it a Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Yo, he needs to just sign that shit, and it needs to be federal. I know a lot of people don't want it to be. Um, they have their reasons. They have their reasons, you know, which I respect. But I feel like, like at the end of the day, there's a lot of people who have been, you know, unfairly incarcerated for it. And to at least be able to give them the opportunity to get freed and reintegrated into society mm-hmm. by being able to have access to those licenses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a, a huge step forward in the right direction, despite who who necessarily might be benefiting from it le- being legalized federally or not. Yeah. I feel like there's still people who at least need to be freed, you know, just in the name of justice. Um, but, you know... That's that, brother. Um, some other things that I saw the other week that were pretty crazy is um, I remember seeing that there was an article that was saying that you could sell your consciousness mm-hmm. to the metaverse and live online. Facebook. Was it Facebook? Oh, well, Facebook is turning meta- into meta. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Honestly, it's weird. It is a little weird, isn't it? It's weird because I've I've used the v, the newest uh-huh. their, their VR. Oh yeah, yeah, you were saying that. So I've, you've I've, actually I've used you've, you've used the Oculus Quest too. Yeah, I've used. I actually own a, a Oculus. Yeah, a lot of my cousins. Uh-huh. Oh, you're gonna one, have, one you're of my old, to add me on it. Yeah, one of my old friends, uh-huh. like he's still like I've known him since I was like eight years old. Uh-huh. His little brother, he's like eight or nine or something, uh-huh. and they bought him an Oculus. And he's like nine or nine. Uh-huh. I don't remember his age. Like I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, like he's, he's one of my he's, brothers. He's, he's just a younger. He's a younger. younger. Yeah. And like I've gone, I went to his. I think he was like he got it for Christmas. Yeah. And then the next day, you know, kids in the in the Latin community, mm. they open their their, their gifts, gifts like the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Like and on Christmas Eve, like our Christmas Eve is our Christmas. Yeah. It's like fuck, wait until the next morning. Yeah. Like, We're gonna open this shit tonight. And then we went to the to my grandma's house uh-huh. for the recalentado. Uh-huh. And then you know they they live right next door to my to my uncle, uh-huh. and that's where my grandma lives right now. Um, I went to his house because I've known him for like all my life, uh-huh. and they consider me family, like uh-huh. close. And I was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" He's like, "Dude, you will not believe what I got for Christmas." And I'm like, "What'd you get?" He's like, "I got an Oculus." And at the time, I was like, "What is that?" Uh-huh. He's like, "It's like a VR headset." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Okay, who's it mine?" He's like, "By Facebook." And I'm like, "Facebook, Fa- Facebook is making VR." He's like, "Yeah," and. I was like, can I see it? And he's like, yeah. And we, we, um, one of the games we were playing was like, I think it's called, oh, it's a, it's like a, an app. It's oh. called Rec Room. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, been Rec on, I'm, I've been on Rec Room. I've yeah. been on Rec Room, Chat VR, and some other mm-hmm. ones. Uh-huh. And like, I was, I was playing the game, and he was like, showing me how to like, use the controllers. Mm-hmm. And like, I was using the controllers, and I forgot that I was using a VR. Mm-hmm. I thought I was like, actually doing that. Uh-huh. Like in the in the actual yeah, thing. and then when I took when I took off the VR set, I was like, "What the fuck?" Do you get dizzy? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I I kind of adjusted like the head uh-huh. the headband and it kind of helped a little bit, but I still got oh, a little dizzy. Oh, why did they say it's because of the pressure on your head or something? Maybe. Huh. I'm not. I'm not sure. I I get dizzy. I find that I get dizzy when I use it because, like I said, I, I own one too, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been in that rec room and I've been in chat VR and I think. Um, 
Fuck, I forget the name of Facebook's VR world, mm-hmm. but I think they have one called Horizons, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I might have to double check that, people. Maybe. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I think they have one called Horizons, mm-hmm. where like you, you log in and then you're like your Facebook avatar. You know how you have to make an avatar for the main screen mm-hmm. and you're walking around? It's that avatar in that Facebook world. So you walk around with other people who have Facebook accounts. Mm-hmm. So I've been in a couple different rooms, like VR rooms. That's some next level shit. It's going to be a while before we adopt it as a, as a community, as a whole. But that's some next level shit, isn't it? Damn, I got pee again. You want to take a quick break, brother? <laughs> Fuck. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, we're going to come back in, finish it off, and maybe yeah. like another little segment. So we're coming back from a little break. Again, this is HNS Podcast, episode 18. Thank you guys for tuning in. Today's special guest has been my cousin, Daniel. Bro. Hello. So, have you heard this? Have you heard this little song? It's like a little freestyle. I don't know what it is. Called "100 Chicago's" by Lupe Fiasco. Mm-hmm. So, some pretty dope shit. He dro- he dropped the visual to it. He actually dropped it, I think, two two months ago or something like that, and then redropped it again with some visuals. So, you know, some some pretty interesting. But yeah, bro, um, we're talking about we're talking about the meta, and we're talking about uh, the VR headsets. Putting your conscience in there, dude. So, are uh, you you're not with it? Um, you're against that plan. I don't know, cause like, I've I've um I have people on my Facebook that I have added uh-huh. that I've seen like shows on Netflix or anywhere about like that. Uh oh, like some uh on some uh Black Mirror type shit. Yeah, that, that's that's the one. Black, Black Mirror? Mirror and like uh-huh. Ready Player One. Oh yeah. Yeah, and some people are like, oh that's cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. And those other ones are like, uh, like I don't know what this is gonna of, lead to. Yeah, this is kind of like futuristic have, have, right now. Have you seen um, the movie called Surrogate? I think. No, but I think you did. You talked about it on one of your podcasts. I, I think. did. I think you did. Well, dude, look, I do see that being the future, but we are we are a couple a couple of years away from that. I don't know, but I think eventually we're gonna get to that point. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's only it only it's only right because like. The movie Wall-E, I said it in one of our last podcasts. I think that has been the most accurate yeah, I, depiction. I that, yeah. I listened to it. That has been the most accurate depiction of where we're heading as a society. And um, I can see people in maybe like five years' time saying, Hey, guys, look, you could work from home. You could sit on this badass chair that with a push of a button, it turns from a lazy boy to a bidet. You could mm-hmm. shit and get your ass cleaned right here from this chair. You could fucking... Order your food, DoorDash, and now we have a new feature, which is touchless, which he'll bring it all the way up into your fucking house, give it to you right next to your couch, and all you gotta mm-hmm. do is reach over to it. Now we have um, a new feature with uh, that same bidet bed thingy, it has a wireless connector for your phone, and it has a little VR headset that you throw on, you can play video games from it, or watch your shows in a VR headset, mm-hmm. and if you want to, you can lean back and go to sleep in it, blah, 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 like... It's gonna get to the point where we're not gonna we're not gonna be, people who are more inclined to not necessarily doing stuff. Yeah, I don't want to say lazy people, but it's gonna get to the point where something like that's gonna be available and people will use it. And the VR headset is gonna play a huge part in where they're going. Yeah, because they're not having to get up from anywhere, but they're still going everywhere. They're still doing anything on the headset. I don't know if you saw, like, that full, like, hour-long video that, um, what's his name, Mark Zuckerberg posted about in- introducing Meta. Uh-uh. Like, 
he talked. I think he kind of talked about like that in a way, like you. I guess like you can make a a realistic version of like your living room. Oh yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Well, look, I have a I have a, a friend, friend of the show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he I was he's actually on the podcast a couple episodes ago. His name is Mickey. Uh, last <laughs> last initial A, Mickey A. He um he did a video scan or a three D scan of his room. He actually did a three D scan of himself. Yeah. So it's it's hell yeah. It's more than it's more than possible to make a three D version of of the world. You know, it's gonna take a whole lot of scanning. Yeah. But let's be honest here. This is something crazy that I was thinking about a couple of weeks ago, right? <clears throat> All the data that Google Street Views has been able to collect for us over these last, like, what, 20 years that it's been kind of building up Google Street View map or whatever, mm-hmm. they got pretty much a good portion of the planet already mapped out, right? <laughs> yes. So imagine if there was a video game that Google releases with all the data that they have that is super realistic because it uses a 3D scan of the world. It's fucking crazy. Right? <laughs> it's weird, too. So it's like... Yeah. Now, the interesting thing would be... Can you go back into the past and, like, see mm. what the world was like before? You know, like... Like, to be in, like... Like, if there was a game, like, Google Street View, and that was the name of the game, right? Yeah. And and in it, you're walking around, let's say, Westport Road. Mm-hmm. And you're taking a stroll from where we are right now down to, like, where, you know... The cantina. The, the actual, yeah, the actual Taco Bell cantina. And as you're going there, you, you set the setting to... In your VR headset or whatever it is, augmented reality headset, you set the setting to... As I'm walking... By the time I get to the cantina, take me back to when that street had the very first building built to it. Yeah. So it's like, you're like taking a walk through time. You know, that would be interesting as fuck. That would be fucking cool. Or, or, or to be able to stand somewhere and be like, let's see the progression of how this place has happened since the beginning of when there was like nothing here. Like, before there was a road, before there was nothing. So you literally see like... Everything just started getting built, started getting built, started being built, destroyed. Somebody, you know, they changes, they add a parking lot, they take it down, they add a building, they take it down, blah, blah, And you're seeing that all in like, in like a time lapse. Yeah, so like that, lapse, yeah. that I would be interested. If, if Google was doing some shit like that, I think that would be pretty fucking dope. Like on a human history, it's like a, it's a visual way to teach human history, you know, like, I, I don't know, I, man... Like, if there was a way to take it back to the beginning, to the very beginning. You know how they say everything started with the one continent, Pangea? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of. Uh-oh. <laughs> don't make me play that little dicky song where the brain comes out and goes, These bitches don't know about Pangea. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> I know the song. <laughs> this bitch don't song. know about Pangea. Bro, so, all right. Can you imagine taking it back, Google Street View map, to Pangea, <laughs> and seeing everything happen to now? That'd be that'd nuts, be, right? That'd be weird that'd to be like, nuts. watch. That'd be weird to watch. That'd be nuts. And people take... Okay, people misunderestimate just how much of a little blip of time we really are on the planet, you know? That's why it's like... Yeah. It's not that we're necessarily um, irrelevant. I think, if anything, that should make people kind of just be like, yo, if you got a dream, get up and do something. Because the amount of time that you're on this planet is very little. So human history is made over a course of time. If you want to stand out, you got to do something big. <laughs> you know, because from Pangea to here, what we do ain't shit. It's like a little speck of time. You know what I'm saying? It's so, like, it's like, because um, 
you lived in this certain area for like your life. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure when you when you guys first lived there, I don't know if like Legends was there yet. Dude, yeah, exactly. To even see like all that area develop. Yeah. Like there's a stadium. There's a fucking fat ass Walmart. There's the NASCAR. And like all that was just Land. prairies. Land. Just prairie. And I bet I bet Google's probably street viewing around that time. So that would be a good spot to watch develop. Fuck yeah. Where the Cerner building came up and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. That'd be interesting. Look, man, I, life, we, un, we, we underestimate how valuable our, our short time here is. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I mean, I'm not trying to get all philosophical and shit, <laughs> but I'm very inspired by people who talk this way, you know, so I kind of want to repeat what they say because it's, it's a very, it's an, we stumbled into the topic right now and it's a very relevant conversation, you know, it's like our time is so valuable that we shouldn't honestly waste it. Because time happens so fast, for one. Like, the other day I was looking at a, a Facebook post of when I used to be in a band. Yeah. It's already been six years. Six. <laughs> if I had a kid, my kid would be in kindergarten, ain't it? At around six years old, seven years old? Shit, maybe. Right? I mean, what time? at what age do they go to school? At least in preschool. Like around four or five years old? The amount six? of time I have not been in a band would already be in fucking kindergarten. <laughs> it's like, dude... Like, what the fuck? Time happens fast, dude. Fast. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... But at a weird, slow <sighs> rate. But then every day is so monotonous and so slow that it just blends into one another. And it's very easy to get mm-hmm. lost in the shuffle, you know? But like... Yeah, dude. Life life happens fast. It's like, and... it's like, it's like being at work and... It's like you want the clock to go fast, but it's going slow. Dude. And when you want the clock to go slow, it's going fast. Have you heard? All right, you're into you were in you were into indie rock for a while, right? Yeah. Did you ever hear the song uh, "Heart Cuts Brain" by Modest Mouse? No. Very relevant. I'm gonna play a little snippet of it right now, guys. This song is called. Uh, Pretty sure I like it. It's called "Heart Cuts Brain" off of the Lonesome Crowded West by Modest Mouse. And the reason I wanted to play this song is because there's a lyric on there that talks about that exact same thing. What? so slow that's true it's fucking that is facts. true as fuck that is facts guys that is heart cook's brain from modest mouse off their 1997 album the lonesome crowded west a lot of the shit that they actually talk about on that album is kind of relevant dude because like i've been walking around the malls recently i try to do some shopping and shit here and there malls are kind of dead compared to what they used to be mm-hmm. and, and they talk about it in one of their songs they say the the malls are the soon-to-be ghost towns there's a lot of Malls that are abandoned. There's a, there's this one mall where I used to, where, where I where I lived area. Uh-huh. Forgot what that shit was called, but like I know I remember going there as a kid for like to sign up for for school. Uh-huh. Like now it's oh Indian Springs. Yeah, Indian Springs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And like now, yeah, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's just they knocked it all down. And they a, leveled there's it. There's like a fucking police station right there. And that's but it. That's it. Yeah, bro, Indian Springs. Yeah, I need to get some people in here who were around back in those times. Cause I remember uh, what was in there, bro. It was like a a, a, kid, a kids museum or something, or yeah, there was like a kids museum. Cause like there's something like, in there. There's, there's like these like there's these videos on TikTok that I see about like. Like, I'm about to unlock a deep memory mm. from your from your brain. Hit me. And it's, like, fucking, like, images. It's like, holy shit, I've seen this before. What is it? Like, kaleidoscope shit? No, it's, like, it's like those little, like, um, little mall mm-hmm. um, playgrounds. Oh. And it's, like, it's like this, like, little ovalish yeah. thing. And you're, like, holy shit. What the fuck? I haven't seen that since I was, like. Little, little, like bro. Like, fucking six or seven. Well, there was, like, the mall at the Great Plains. There was Oak Park Mall. There was Indian Spring mm-hmm. Mall. A lot of those, like, old malls that they kind of leveled down, that they mm-hmm. took down, that weren't necessarily modern, had a lot of really cool, like, playgrounds like that mm-hmm. for kids. Yeah. Really interesting shit. Man. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. But, yeah, Modest Mouse, dude, they were... Man, they were a good-ass indie rock band. If you haven't heard them too much, I recommend you check them out. That song, that's the truth, bro. The years go by and the days go so goddamn slow. But don't take don't take for granted just how how quick time flies, you know, cuz um life come life life hits you fast. It's like Pink Floyd said, you know, another year, was it? What song is it? On uh time. But no one told you when to run, you miss a starting gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it, yeah. It's like, bro, if you don't get up and move, you'll miss it. You'll miss your time. Literally, Dark Side of the Moon is literally about fucking classic dude it's society society dark side of the moon is society L- literally it's the pressure the pressures of life of society money yeah. lust religion death the gray gig in the sky is about death dude that, that song is so amazing it's crazy shit man crazy shit well brother we've had a hell of a podcast tonight <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. I don't know if there's anything else you kind of want to talk about. I ran out of topics tonight, and I think we're we've clocked in a good uh, you know hour and a half about. So yeah. we've done a we've done a hell of a pot tonight. Hell yeah. Um, if there's anything you want to say, I guess before we wrap up, this would be this would be kind of a good time. Go ahead, cut it off. Um, well, you know how I told you like in the beginning when me and my friend we mm-hmm. discovered the album. During the pandemic, we. Even, like, before, like, the pandemic, I had, I was listening to you guys, my cousins, you know, make music. And I was like, I want to make, kind of make music, too. And, I, and at the time, I was like, I want to make indie music. Mm-hmm. And now I go, like, on YouTube and try to find, like, type beats that you can, like, buy, you know. And then my, I told my friend about it. He's like, you, sh- you should. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I was like, yeah, I, was, I wasn't really confident, like, right, right away. But then, like, we found the album. We started listening a little bit more, like, a little bit rocking away. Oh. Not much. And then he got the idea of, like, dude, let's start a fucking band. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, fuck it. You know, like, let's see what happens. Uh-huh. And So you've been in a band for a while now. Are you still in a band now? I'm still in a band right now, but, like, we're still, like, in the process. We're, we're in, we've already hit, like, kind of, like, two how, and a half gigs in a way. How many members do you guys have? It's four of us. All four of you guys. What instrument do you play? Um, I'm in the process of learning more about my, my vocals. Okay. So I'm like vocalist, and I I'm right now in one of our songs I play like the the, the organ. Like I'm not much of a keyboard player, uh-huh. you know, but I'm like still learning yeah, it. Yeah. I'm like tr- still learning my chords and. No way. Yeah, and then we have a. Uh, this girl, I was, I was uh, a uh, a teacher for her quinceanera. Uh-huh. 
I, I knew she played guitar, so I was like, uh, we kind of recruited her. Uh-huh. And then my friend that I discovered, we discovered the music with, he was a, he already bought a bass. So he was a bass player. Uh-huh. And one of his friends from like his skate group, skate group that he has, he, he already has a drum set. So I was like, you should ask him. Or mm-hmm. he he um told him he's like fuck yeah. And then so, we've already played like kind of like two like party gigs in a way. Uh-huh. Like they, they've been. They've been okay. Like uh-huh. they're 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 in deep memory with me now. So they haven't been necessarily concerts, but they've been functions. Like you've yeah, little functions gigs. that we've got. Like uh-huh. we've played at. Okay. And uh, so it's for you guys. Mm-hmm. You're doing a little bit of vocals and keys. Yeah. Okay. And right now, like, we're we're, and our guitar player, she submitted a, a application so we could play uh-huh. at a, a gay pride the the gay pride parade and that's uh-huh. coming in June I think. Uh-huh. Okay. And so that that could possibly, if we get it, mm-hmm. be like our biggest concert up to date. For oh now. yeah, that'd be fucking tight, man. That'd and be big. We, we're working. We're not, right now. We're working on our on our own stuff. Uh-huh. It's still like in the process. We're still like not comfortable with what, it yet. What kind of style would you say you guys are? Shit, bro. Honestly, like it's it's really it's really our not alternative, but like progressive too. Because mm-hmm. like we love kind of the same music, but like. The song that we're like really like deep into like making right now uh-huh. is um, it's kind of like a little bit influential of Santana, mm. in a in a way. Okay. And so. In in, in like the percussion or in the guitar style. In. Because you know in, how it's in, got like in the, the, in the organ. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Santana's got some really good shit, mm-hmm. dude. Some really good shit. And so right now we're just right now we're just we're having some rehearsals. You know, we're doing our best to like try to put more into like our 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 only our own songs. Uh-huh. It's it, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. It hasn't been easy. It's fucking hard as shit. Even coming up with like lyrics mm-hmm. for it. So, but it's it's been fun so far. We've had we've we've already had some arguments, but that. What's the name of your band? So me, my friend and I that we discovered the Brian Bennett album. Um, we named ourselves uh, Flash and the Bandits from Outer Space. Flash and the Bandits from Madison. Uh huh. That's what you guys are still called. No. Okay. And uh, we we kind of were like, as we like we're going through the years and months, like it's it's a good name, but it's like you could say a little too long, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So we're just like you know this. Someone suggested like hey, just bring it down to the Bandits. And so we're like, oh fuck yeah, it sounds pretty good too. So that's our name for now, right now. The Bandits. The Bandits, yeah. Okay. That's what's up, man. The bandits. And you guys are you guys are hopefully in the running to get a gig for the Gay Pride Festival. Hopefully, that's gonna be tight. It's obvi- it's obviously gonna be really like nerve wracking for us because it would be. Like- oh, dude! I remember the very first time we played shows. It's, it happens. You're gonna be nervous, but that's that's cool. I, I'm very I'm, I would be very interested to hear you guys' original music and uh, see what you guys sound like, bro. Because it's been a long time since I've been in a band. Yeah. Um, for those of you guys who don't know. I've been in a. I was in a rock band, a hard rock band that was more so inspired. You know, it was like a. It was like a cross between like Rage Against the Machine and Nirvana, I guess you would say. Oh, I fucking love Rage Against the Machine. Uh, it's called Rough Stump. Rough and Stump. then uh, after Rough Stump, I was in a. I started experimenting a little bit, kind of by myself, and then uh, linked up with a bunch of friends. You know, one of the ones that really stuck around during that time was um, my homie Ben. Uh, shout out Benjamin Hadley if you listen to this. Uh, much love for you, brother. I haven't talked to you in a long ass time. But we ended up forming a band called Echoes Hibiscus, and there was a lot more 
I guess like the Mars Volta, Pink Floyd, Foles inspired, like very soundscapey while still having like a very, you know, fast paced drumming and mm-hmm. uh, it was just it was just different, you know. And then after that, started kind of making music by myself. I ended up releasing an Echoes Viscous project on Bandcamp by myself. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think actually after that I started kind of making rock music, uh, hip hop. Yeah. So it's been a long time since I made rock music, since so I played the guitar and stuff. But man, I've always loved it. There, there's nothing like, like turning on the loop pedal and just getting lost in like a, you know, a good ass loop. <laughs> it's like the last time I saw you, you were messing with the with the stem player. Uh-huh. It's like that. <laughs> exactly, dude. That's why I love that little stem player. Uh, a looper to me is kind of like a a fidget toy for a guitar player because you know? mm-hmm. as you're learning as you're playing different riffs and stuff you can kind of loop it and then you can get lost in the little in the little thing it's almost like you know just fidgeting around fucking around fuck yeah I feel the same way with that little stem player you know <clears throat> that stem player I think is dope as fuck um and if you guys don't own one you guys should hopefully find a friend who has one fuck around with it convince yourself that you like it because it's pretty dope and I got a feeling that it's only just begun you know it's, we're gonna do some more interesting shit with it or not we but they're going to do some more. Just, I Fuck wish I was part of that team, you know. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. So you're you're in a band. You've been playing for how long now? So we we started the band like during the pandemic. Okay. So we, we were more or less that's just like looking for not our necessarily our sound, but mm-hmm. like, you know, what we want to do mm-hmm. with the band. And then also like, you know, because we had a guitar player, but then she, she kind of mm-hmm. was like not coming to like our our hookups and then so we're just like and we kind of we we want this we want this to go somewhere so that's when we recruited like other girl that's our guitar player now so yeah our guitar player is a girl yeah that's crazy to think that we're already two years into the pandemic yeah she's she's been the guitar player this whole time or she she's the one you guys recruited after yeah she's been our guitar player since yeah man and she's she's getting better like I, i every time we have rehearsals it, it just it's, it's feel, it just it just feels weird because like, <laughs> Cause she's like, like she, obviously she's not a pro yet, uh-huh. but she's getting better and better. Man, that's tight. I mean, that's that's the beauty of being in a band, you know, progressing as musicians, and bringing that to the table and seeing how that influences you guys' music going forward. Yeah, and even, I loved it, man. I, lo- I love being in a band, you know. That was a good ass. Even time. even me, like seeing that, it puts a lot not a lot of pressure, but like, uh-huh. it gets me a little nervous because uh-huh. like as a vocalist, like I feel like I have to improve my mm-hmm. voice too, and like you know. Do you practice and stuff? Do you do uh, what do they call like practicing your scales? Yeah. Like uh, so the funny thing is, um, right for right now, mm-hmm. our drummer he's mm-hmm. kind of like my vocal teacher because like okay. he, he's in he's in choir in school. Right oh, now. oh yeah. So, so he's got, he just whatever he, he, he learns that day, he fucking yeah, brings like, it to you. Like, practice. It's it's not much, but yeah, like, yeah. it it kind of helps in a way. But like right now, we're we're getting deeper into like our our stuff. Okay. To the point where I'm just like, yeah, I need to hopefully get like a a cheap um. Vocal teacher. Huh. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. But, like, another thing I do practice is, like, scales, like, you know, don't mm-hmm. rate me if I'm so, you know? And then, like, he he also, like, said, like, like even, like, singing mm-hmm. to, like, songs that, you, that mm-hmm. you're listening to. Try to match Like, try key. to match. Yeah, try yeah, to yeah. match up. That's exactly yeah. what he said. Like, that's why you, you experiment, you know, hitting different notes, trying to match that key just right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I do that sometimes. Not that's not saying that I'm a good singer, but yeah. if it happens to be a singer within like the range that I might be able to hit, mm-hmm. I'll I'll try to experiment singing. And sometimes you could tell when you hit the right key because then it almost it just blends. Just sounds like, just, oh, shit. You're like oh shit, did I sing that? You're like damn. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, that came yeah. out of my vocals. Yeah, I'm probably matching. Who do you guys Who do you guys think I match with? You know, who do you guys think I'm I'm singing along to? <laughs> Answer that question. That'll be that'll be today's question. Who Who am I singing along to? <laughs> Man, but yeah, bro, that's, uh, you're gonna have to send me some of your music, because I'd be very interested to hear some of your stuff, you know, and as soon as you drop a project, you know. Or even a demo. A demo, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd I'd love to have you come back on and then promote, promote it, you know, talk about your project and talk about all that. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, I'm nervous and excited at the same time about it. Yeah, dude, oh, dude, it's, it's, it's a great time. Being in a band is a fucking great time, I love it. Enjoy, enjoy every, every feeling that comes along with it, you know, the, Missing notes and feeling fucking shitty, you know. Uh, oh yeah, we've being already had nervous, those type Being of nervous for the shows, you know, su- the success, the days of shows go great. Jamming and getting lost in the music, mm-hmm. all those enjoy all that, bro. Because all that's just, it's it's worth the memories that are gonna come in the future. Because being in a band is a, I loved it. I loved it, and I would actually, if anybody out there wants to start a band again, I'm rusty. <laughs> give me a good, uh, give me a good month or two to fucking practice. But I'd love to get back into it, man. But yeah, brother, um, that's kind of crazy that we left that for the very end of the podcast. We had a fucking hour and a half conversation before we started talking <laughs> about you being in a band. Like, Damn. Uh, what else, bro? What else do you want to you wanna say to the people? Anybody listening to the H&S podcast? Um, well, just keep on living life, you know? Keep on living life. Keep listening to music. Mute, dude, music is the glue that holds cultures together. Society. Everybody talks about, you know, uh, you know, people, what's it called, appropriating cultures and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think in music, that's the only place where it's absolutely acceptable and almost, like, recommended. Like, let's, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Music, music is beautiful, man. Music is beautiful. Keep making music. Keep making different music. Keep making it progressive. Try to Keep experimenting. Keep experimenting. That's the thing. Just keep having fun with it. Keep having fun with it. What else, brother? Just, if if you're making music, just f- fight through the, through the headaches of like trying to come up with ideas. Because mm-hmm. the more you fight with yourself in your mind and you get headaches, you get stressed because nothing, none none of the mm-hmm. ideas you you pictured or you dreamed of are coming out. Just keep trying. Just, just keep trying. Just fight through the headaches and the stress. <laughs> if you need, if you need to step away for a little bit, just take a little break. Yep. Listen to some, listen to some new music. Hit the record store. Pick up something with a cool-ass album cover and let that shit inspire you, ain't it? Mm-hmm. I love that, man. I love good shit. And like I said, thank you for showing me that band that we started the episode off with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be listening to that record in, in full tonight, checking that shit out. It's been great having you on the podcast. This has been probably one of the longest episodes, but one of the fucking most free-flowing ones. You're more than welcome to come back anytime, brother. Thank you. Guys, this has been your host, Herb. My guest. Daniel. We're out.